everyone in the second reading that we read this morning, St. Paul is writing to his hearers actually from prison. Now, I can honestly say that I have not been to prison. If you don't believe me, you can do a Google search just to check up on that and be sure. You might find a speeding ticket or two, <laughs> but you will not find a prison sentence, I can tell you. But I have seen, even though I haven't been to prison, I've seen enough law in order to know or to guess, prison probably isn't a place very conducive to being stress-free or anxiety-free or having or in cultivating a disposition of interior peace. And yet as St. Paul sits in this Roman prison 2,000 years ago writing to his hearers, that is precisely his message. Have no anxiety in anything. Let no circumstance disturb the peace that God wants to give. It turns out that Jesus says this stuff all the time. Here are a few of my favorites. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Great turn of phrase there. Don't be anxious about tomorrow. Tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Let the day's own trouble or the day's own evil, some translations say, be enough for that day. Or he says, consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. In North Dakota, we might say, consider the wheat and barley and the sunflower and corn of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin, yet I tell you, even Solomon, the great king of Israel, Solomon, who had so many riches and, and treasures, even Solomon in all his glory was not dressed like one of these. But even if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O men of little faith? Therefore do not be anxious, saying, What shall we eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things shall be yours as well. Everyone, these words of advice and example from St. Paul and from Jesus Christ himself, I want to draw out three main points that I think will help us live anxiety-free, cultivate peace of heart. The first thing, the first theme here, seek first the kingdom of God, or said another way, seek God first. Let the other things take care of themselves. Or said another way, as St. Paul says, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is gracious, if there is any excellence, anything worthy of praise, think about those good, true, beautiful things. Now, I think at, at first glance, everyone, things like seek first the kingdom. Don't worry about other things. Just, just, just think about God. I think at first that runs the risk of sounding a little bit too pious to be all that helpful. Don't you know my troubles? That actually requires some effort for me. I can't afford just to think about heavenly things. Like, how is that going to help? I know as a starting point, by the way, that would be the wrong way to take it. It's not too pious to be helpful. But here's why. I know for me practically, I can think of all the times that I, as a modern person, go down the rabbit hole of social media. 
go down the rabbit hole of the news cycle, go down the rabbit hole of all these things demanding my attention right, right, right now. And I can tell you, there is a direct connection between every time I go down the rabbit hole and my stress level, my anxiety level. Now, I don't think that the point of Jesus or St. Paul is that we should be naive about current events or that I should be blissfully unaware about what's happening in the world or that I need to cancel my, you know, Bismarck Tribune subscription or something like this in order to be happy. No. Seeking first the kingdom, I think, seeking God first means that we interpret those things differently. Seeking first the kingdom means the way I interpret and understand and view those things emphasizes the good things of God first. My heart is attuned to recognize truth first, whatever is lovely and pure and gracious as St. Paul says. My heart is taught not to focus so much on these distracting, anxious, anxiety-inducing things, but in the events of the world, in the events of my daily life, my heart by seeking God first, my heart by seeking the kingdom first, learns to recognize him, to see him, to see his activity, and to be receptive to it. So that's the first, seek first the kingdom. Second, you'll notice as, as St. Paul and Jesus speak to us this morning, when they say don't be anxious, you'll notice it's not an optional thing. Jesus and St. Paul are putting it in the form of a command, do not be anxious. Let the day's trouble be enough. Have no concern about, about these anxiety-inducing things. Everyone, when I hear Jesus and St. Paul say this, the way I interpret it, the way I receive it is this. Stop doing it to yourself. Stop letting these anxieties burden you. Stop letting this stress take away your joy. That is not how I want you to live. Jesus doesn't want our hearts to be burdened. Everyone, a, a few months ago, I had the opportunity to speak with this archbishop uh, from the U.S., great archbishop, and I asked him, Archbishop, what, is, what do you think God wants? What does Jesus want for his church in the world in the midst of COVID era and all the other many crazy events that happen, it seems like, every other day? And he said, and he said without hesitation, and he was much smaller than I am, but he intimidated me. I, I, I cowered a little as he looked at me with this intense stare, and he said, he wants to wake you up. He wants you to know you're not in control. I am God and you are not. I have this thing. Everyone, Jesus does not want our hearts to be burdened. He wants us to know I am in control. I am God. Don't worry about these things. Don't let your heart be burdened. Last, and I think most important, everyone, St. Paul specifically mentions prayers of thanksgiving. Let your desires, let your needs be known to be God with thanksgiving, he says. Note that St. Paul, when he talks about it, he even is sitting, as I said, in the midst of a prison, and he, he was, he's even speaking about thanksgiving in difficult things. 
I know when, for a long time, when I thought of gratitude, even as an adult, I would first think back to when I was a kid or prayers of intercession. I would think back to when I was a kid saying my prayers at night and saying them like this, God bless mommy and daddy and our dog buddy and God bless our, thank you for our car and our home and our green grass and the crops and all that stuff. That's a beautiful way to pray. Should we be thankful for those things? Absolutely. But I think St. Paul invites us this morning to even a deeper level of gratitude, to be thankful for difficult, hard things. To be thankful for difficult and hard things. Everyone, the basis for that is this conviction. God blesses even in difficult moments. It's not just when things are going well that I can be sure of God's blessing and guidance. Even and especially in difficult moments, God blesses. That what I just said can be difficult to explain. God blesses in suffering, especially to an outsider. But I know and I am utterly convinced that a heart that learns to bless God in difficult things, to actually be thankful for them, thankful and without any lack of trust, knowing that God continues to bless, I know that our, that heart encounters God deeply. That heart that blesses God in difficult things encounters Jesus in a radical way and encounters his mercy and guidance in a radical way. So everyone, St. Paul, sitting from a Roman prison 2,000 years ago, says, have no anxiety. Let no circumstance take away the peace of God. He teaches us, I think, to seek first the kingdom. He teaches us to, this is not an optional, I'm in control, I am God. And last and most importantly, be thankful, even in difficult things.